This is Jared Wycliffe, Project Manager with Arkansas Economic Development Commission. This is Jack Pillow, Project Manager with AEDC. This is Olivia Womack, Project Manager with AEDC, and you're listening to the Arkansas Inc. Podcast. Welcome to the Arkansas Inc. Podcast. This is Clint O'Neill. I serve as Deputy Director of the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. This is the final Arkansas Inc. Podcast of 2022. Today, we're looking back at some highlights of what has been a great year in economic development. We began this year with the largest economic development project by capital investment in the state's history when U.S. Steel announced a $3 billion investment in its next-generation steel mill in Osceola and 900 high-paying jobs. This year, we've seen companies announce projects in the food and beverage industry, timber and forestry products, technology, outdoor recreation, metals, and other industries. Businesses expanded all across the state in Russellville, Batesville, Linerock, Emerson, Arkadelphia, Searcy, Urbana, Blyville, Lowell, and Camden just to name a few. But today is also an opportunity to introduce you to the business development team and three of our project managers who are all making their Arkansas Inc. podcast debut. We have Jared Wycliffe, Jack Pillow, and Olivia Womack. Guys, welcome to the Arkansas Inc. podcast. Yeah, thanks, Glenn. Thanks for having us. We're excited. Happy to be here. Not only a debut to the Arkansas Inc. podcast, but any podcast, right? That's true. I'm a podcast listener, but never a podcast participant. Okay. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, today it's going to be a mix of getting to know you three, getting to know you as professionals and how you made your journey into economic development, and a look back on these projects, uh, many of which you've had a hand in and contributed to. So before we talk about projects, let's start by pulling back the curtain on what goes on inside AEDC and economic development, a little inside baseball. And Jack, I'm going to start with you. You're the newest member of the team. You're no stranger to competing and to leading after your time on the football team at Ouachita Baptist, but now you're in economic development. So question for you, what do you tell your friends and family that you actually do? It's hard to quantify it, but I would say roughly half of my friends have no idea what I do. Um, Some of them have joked with me and asked if I work for the FBI or the CIA because they just have no idea what economic development is in general. But um, as far as what's it like working at the ADC, they all know that I love what I do. And a lot of times if my friends played football with me or, uh, you know, grew up around sports, I kind of tell them it's, it's similar to my experience at Washita, like you mentioned. Uh, just the, the team atmosphere, um, every day is a little bit different. Um, you know, we're, we're able to lean on each other and, and uh, get things done. So, Olivia, you're next. Feel free to add on to that um, because one thing we're doing here with the Arkansas Link podcast and highlighting our business development team, we need to grow our team. So let's get people interested in this. It's a wonderful profession. Last night, my 13-year-old daughter showed me a list of about 40 potential career options that she's considering. Economic development was not on the list. Uh, have failed there. Need to need to get that one on the list for for her and all that are in the pipeline. But uh, give us your thoughts on economic development and what a typical week might look like for you. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll first just touch on what Jack said. I really like, uh, you know, the team atmosphere that we've built. I'm really proud of that. I think sometimes, especially being a project manager, um, it's easy to get into this lone wolf mentality of these are my projects and I'm just going to work my projects. But I'm really proud of how we've come together and kind of supported each other on various projects and gotten advice and help um, and encouragement in that way. So I'm very thankful for uh, the team, you know, represented here and then also um, those that are back at back at the agency. Um, as far as economic development in general, it's been a great career field so far for me, even though I'm very recent into um, the field. You know, it's really fun because each day is very different. Um, you never know if you're going to be out at a site riding around on ATVs looking at a site with some project engineers or if you're going to be in a conference room, you know, wearing a suit, I would say tie, but I don't wear ties, um, <laughs> uh, you know, in a more professional setting. So um, it, it's a great, a great career. And I would encourage anybody that's interested in, in the field to definitely think about being a project manager at AEDC. Great. Jared, you're next. You came from a background of recruiting a pipeline of students to attend the University of Central Arkansas. Go Bears. And now you're in economic development. What surprised you about coming into this profession? Yeah, uh, thanks, Clint. Uh, big shout out to the University of Central Arkansas. Go Bears, as you mentioned. Um, shout out to their team and Courtney Bryant. They had the second largest uh, freshman incoming class for the state. So always proud alumnus and, and former employee of the university. Um, but one thing that I really enjoyed about working in higher education and working with prospective students was that you would be able to have an opportunity to highlight what they can do in regards to goals for second steps post high school, whether that was um, a two-year university, a four-year university, going into the military and serving, or to go off into the workforce and to be able to have a sense of equity across the board and providing opportunities, that really provided me a sense of purpose. And one thing that really surprised me about coming into the economic development world, to, to Jack's point, I, I just assume economic development organically happened or they were involved with getting the Chick-fil-A down the street from my house. Uh, but there's a lot of work and, and teamwork that goes involved with that. And for me, learning that we can be able to work with prospective companies, existing industry to be able to create opportunities for higher paying jobs to increase the quality of life, that same sense of purpose that I had recruiting high school students has kind of transferred over and um, maybe a, a family that we may have not had an opportunity to ever meet, but to have an impact and create a higher paying job for to increase quality of life pieces, that's something that's really rewarding and may not necessarily be in all the press releases or jobs announcements, but something that really provides me a sense of purpose moving forward. So, Well said. I really appreciate that. At ADC, we try to stay on mission, and our mission is to raise the per capita income of Arkansans to provide better opportunity for Arkansans for more and better jobs. And the way that we do that is we win projects. We partner with communities. We give communities the opportunity to compete for projects and we provide the best support we can at the state level to help communities close deals. At the end of the day, all economic development projects are local, and they are won or lost at the local level. And when we win projects in partnership with our local communities, they create great jobs for communities. So let's go behind the scenes and talk about what companies are looking for. What are the top factors? What drives some of these decisions? And what were the winning factors on a handful of these projects that we had the opportunity to have a hand in in 2022. Jack, let's start to you. 
Name a project that comes to mind and give us some background on it. I would say this answer is easy, but I, I don't want to call it my favorite project. I don't feel like we can do that. So, um, But this this was definitely a good one by, by anybody's standards. It's uh, BPS Inc. in Helena, Phillips County. Um, really cool story. So uh, just a little background. They were incorporated in 1960, and they had two main locations. One of them was in Helena already. And then another was in New Jersey, and Alan Bartlow, who is a part of the um, the leadership structure, but also the the family that owns BPS, um, was located in New Jersey. And this whole process started with me and John Edwards sitting down with uh, two local fo- folks from the the existing facility in Helena, and then a short month later, I got in touch with Alan, and and we hit the ground running. So. It's a it's a long story with a lot of details that, that aren't worth it for here, but um, it was just a, a, a great, um, you know, everybody came together, Mayor Smith and Helena, John Edwards, like I mentioned. Um, if J.D. Lowry is listening, listening to this, I uh, just want to apologize. I, I looped him in pretty late uh, on the electricity side, but they, they ended up making uh, the decision to move all of their production from their New Jersey facility to Helena, which, you know, we're kind of talking about at a, at a macro level uh, what it's like working at the ADC and that 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 really it, it made it come full circle for me whenever uh, Alan actually said that this decision was easier because of what we were able to do at the local and the state level. So um, just just a really cool project. Great story. And uh, we're happy to have have him here. Big win for Helena West Helena, the community leaders there. So congrats to you and John Edwards and J.D. Lowry, all involved. So Helena West Helena 1, New Jersey 0 is the uh, scoreboard on that one, right? <laughs> Economic development's a team sport. That's right. Okay, Olivia, you're next. Take us behind the scenes on a project. Sure. I'd like to talk about Preform Line Products in Rogers, Arkansas. I am from Rogers, and this was kind of a cool project, both professionally and personally, because I actually went to middle school at Kirksey Middle School, go Cougars, right down the street from Preform's product or Preform Products, um, their facility in Rogers. And so it's pretty cool that, you know, growing up, I drove past this building you know, basically every day and then had no idea what went on inside that building or just the the great impact that they have on both the energy and telecommunications um, industries, you know, making critical products for those industries. And then also just the impact that they have on the community and the um, the state as a whole. And so that was kind of cool to, to look back and think, wow, you know, in, when I was in PE class and we had to run the mile, which I think is a form of child abuse, making children run a mile. Uh, <laughs> no, but um we would have to run past the preformed line products facility um, and just thinking like, wow, I had no idea what went on inside that building. So I, I agree, Olivia. Uh, runner's high is a myth. Um, no sense of pleasure in, in that physical activity. So what is running? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um, overall, it was a great project. They're investing $16 million um, to expand their facility, add more warehousing space, more production space. And um, as of last year, they had created 75 jobs. And then by the end of this year, they'll create another 50 jobs. So just a really great project and um, kind of cool, cool personal tie there. So, Thanks, Olivia. I'm sure your hometown appreciates your efforts there. So, Olivia, what is your best mile time? 
Oh, it was terrible. It was like 12 minutes. I think I walked half of it. Okay. I was like, this is dumb. I don't want to do this. Um, Plenty of time to see the company, right? Exactly. Yes. Yes. I was doing, I was just, you know, doing some reconnaissance beforehand before I even knew about economic development. So 12 miles is considered a bad time. 12 minutes for a mile. Yes, I would okay. say so. Uh, duly noted. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jared. Um, let's see if uh, you can take us behind the scenes on a on a project that uh, that was more successful than yours or Olivia's mile time here. <laughs> Thanks, Clint. Yes. Uh, so one of the projects that really comes to mind for me is our Canal Laboratories or our Canal Labs in West Little Rock. I know some people get that confused. That's actually just a description of Little Rock. It's actually not a city um, in regards to Little Rock and North Little Rock, who are two different cities. Um, I try to explain that to a lot of folks. I'm a, I'm a resident of North Little Rock and Dogtown. So. Um, but Arcana Labs, uh, this is the largest renal pathology lab in North America, uh, which is crazy to think about that it services such an area within the United States here in our back door of Little Rock. Um, for kidney biopsies, um, something that is super relevant in regards to turning around those results uh, for doctors to be able to uh, review those and, and provide treatment uh, for their patients, uh, something that is a huge benefit. Um, and that was something that's 75 high-paying jobs here locally that you can be able to see the benefit. But one of the things that I really enjoyed about this project, and Olivia mentioned earlier about economic development being a team sport, this was a an existing company that saw the value within the central Arkansas market, and they reached out to our partners in Little Rock, um, and then they touched base with the state. Uh, we were able to go and tour that facility, learn more about their trade, their craft, and how we can partner to ensure the success um, of choosing to do business in Arkansas, choosing to do business in Little Rock, um, and then for them to be able to expand and purchase their facility. Um, that was something that I, I really enjoyed uh, working with Jack Thomas and his team at the Little Rock Chamber. So. And for all of you listeners, um, there is an, a whole episode with Arcana Labs um, and our very own Chelsea O'Kelly. So uh, go and listen if you'd like to learn more about renal pathology. Very good. A lot of smart people out there. Well, to wrap up projects in 2022, we've seen a lot of success with communities around the state who develop the right ingredients to win projects. And a lot of that comes down to four basic ingredients. You have to have the real estate. You have to have the workforce. You have to have the right deal structure, and you have to have the willingness, the state and community support. And so as we look at these projects, whether it be U.S. Steel or Tractor Supply or Phoenix Innovations in Russellville, Hostess Brands in Arkadelphia, it came down to having all four of those elements. Say, Clint, can we uh, flip the script on you and hear more about the U.S. Steel project? Sure. So U.S. Steel in particular, they looked at those four pathways just like all of these projects do. U.S. Steel had very good real estate options across the country, did an extensive search. With a, with a project like this, you have to have hundreds of acres, river access, rail access, all the infrastructure. And so they had that in Mississippi County. Cliff Chitwood and the team in Mississippi County has created an initiative, Cotton to Steel is where they're looking to take their economy. They've had so much success with Nucor, Nucor Yamada, Big River Steel, a second project with Big River Steel. So 
When BRS was acquired by U.S. Steel, U.S. Steel knew that there's something special going on in Northeast Arkansas. And so having that real estate option is not the end-all be-all, but it has to be there. And there was good real estate, great infrastructure there. Next, they look at workforce, doing an evaluation of, are the workers in the area up to the task? Do they have the skills? Is there a pipeline of skilled trades? Is there a university or two-year colleges that provides that? Certainly is in Mississippi County. And so they've proven that with the workforce at the steel mills, hard work, skilled workers, definitely checks the box second to none, puts them above the competition. And then you look at the deal structure, look at the base of taxes and what we've done in Arkansas to reduce taxes just in the last eight years in the Hutchinson administration, individual income taxes have gone from a top end rate of 7% to now down to 4.9%, a similar drop in corporate income taxes. And then the incentives provided by the Arkansas legislature, the support of the state for the steel industry and the growth of high paying, very high paying jobs in Northeast Arkansas. So these 900 jobs that were announced in Mississippi County, average wage of over $100,000. So a lot of a lot of hardworking men and women getting American-made products out the door, something that we can all be very proud of. And obviously that fourth category was there with the support from the county, from local officials, from state, ADC, the legislature, uh, the community college, a very good project and one that we can all be very proud of. Moving on to trends in Arkansas in 2022. Let's look at a couple of specific industries. Jared, I'm going back to you for the food and beverage industry, not just because you're a consumer of food and beverage, (laughs) as you like to say, and have have tried a lot of products, but tell us about the industry in Arkansas. Yeah, Clint. Um, So we've got some specific industries that uh, the project managers on the team try to be subject matter experts in. And I know there's a lot of consideration and, and planning that goes into determining which of the project managers will be in charge of a kind of a targeted sector. And, and I like to think that me as a consumer of these products, but also physically, I'm the largest project manager. Uh, so this just made sense as the the perfect fit for me in regards to sectors and, and trying to be a subject matter expert within that field. But one of the things that I like to or really blew my mind whenever I started to dive into the food and beverage industry within the state of Arkansas is that, I mean, we are a large agricultural state. 49% of the rice in the United States is produced here in Arkansas. That's something that just blew me away. Um, but we're, we're homegrown to Fortune 500 companies that have built a business model around food and beverage, whether that's the largest protein producer in uh, the United States. Those are things that really define our ecosystem, but also uh, many of the community partners have developed a hub for our ecosystem for food and beverage, whether that is building out infrastructure for abundance of water, wastewater capacity, viable land, because those are all things that make it cost efficient and beneficial for 
food and beverage companies to do business in a specific state. And that can be really shown outside of just utilities and the logistical infrastructure and and advantages. Um, But one of the things that can really be highlighted over this past year about those expansions, um, one of those being Hostess Brands, in that they had an announcement in Arkadelphia that they're going to be producing the powdered donuts. Everybody likes to uh, we were talking about kind of our, our breakfast regimen, and I know I, I probably consume one too many of those powdered donuts every morning. And dinner. Uh, and, and dinner, yeah. Throughout, we, we have a snack drawer within the office that I know I tend to double dip in quite often. So, And I would just like to set the record straight that if you were at the Hostess event and you didn't see Jared or Pillow, it was because they were at the table with all the donuts. Um, you know, they, they were just over there the whole time. So no just, comment. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we wore extra large jackets. That way we could line our pockets with some of the, the complimentary items that they provided. Um, that was off the record, though. So Yeah. Um, but uh, another really cool project that we had an opportunity to work with an existing industry is Bryce Corporation in Searcy, Arkansas, White County. And this is one that you may not necessarily think about in regards to food and beverage because you, a lot of times you'll focus on the production side, but this is going to be really the flexible packaging. So if you think about your favorite brand of chips and the specific work that goes into place for them to be able to produce that bag, um, salty, sweet, um, they have a pretty robust uh options in regards to uh, their portfolios. So if you've eaten a bag of chips within the past couple of days, I'm sure you have utilized the Bryce Corporation uh, products. So, and then uh, another great one is going to be Tyson Foods. They had a large corporate expansion and relocation over 800 jobs uh, to Northwest Arkansas. Uh, Those are going to be high paying and kind of more of the corporate headquarter focus. And then another one is going to be Independent Stave, a uh, stave mill for barreling in Independence County or Batesville. So if you are getting ready for the holidays and you enjoy the occasional libation or spirit, um, they will produce many barrels for whiskeys, wines, some uh, uh, household staple names, Maker's Mark, Barefoot. Um, So those are all different companies that have a great place within the Arkansas business climate and that you may not necessarily know um, that really have an impact on your your daily consumption. So, And on Independence Dave, um, they landed in Independence County, Arkansas, but that was their name, you know, beforehand. They're an existing company, so kind of meant to be, right? Right. Well, thanks, Jared. And coming back to you on our lightning round with favorite food and beverage product made in Arkansas. So you've got a couple minutes to think about that one. But speaking of products made of timber, Jack, tell us about the timber and forestry products industry and the trends over the last year. Yeah, um, I started in February, so it's it's been roughly uh, 10 months, but I have absolutely spent the most of my time on the timber and forest products um, industry. And a lot of that was uh, somewhat shadowing uh, Jack Thomas on the independent stave project, but um, 60 jobs, $30 million investment in Batesville, that's going to make a big difference. And um, an exist, a great existing company that, that also expanded is uh, Canfor right outside of El Dorado. They're going to invest $130 million in their facility, and um, all of that is to increase the production and the output of the mill that they already have. And that that kind of speaks to the the wood basket, quote unquote, that that Arkansas has. But it is it's it's prominent. It's well known. Um, Arkansas has over 19 million acres of forest land, 
which covers um, 56% of the state's area, uh, which I thought was cool. And uh, if, if we're getting into the numbers, we're also number one in the South for hardwood seedlings grown, which uh, just is a testament to the, the continued growth. Um, and then uh, it's not a non-economic development announcement, but um, it's, it's not a company that's expanding, but uh, UAM introduced their Arkansas Center for Forest Business, um, which is going to also help sustain and uh, support the industry in our state and the surrounding states. Another trend we've seen over the last year, over the last few years coming out of the pandemic is remote work and the opportunities to really evaluate where you want to live, whether it be remote work or not. Quality of life has become more and more important as people look at the priorities of their life and think about the time that they're spending with their friends, with their family, and Arkansas has a great story to tell. Olivia, tell us more about the quality of life and some changes we've seen in the last year. Yeah, I think, um, as you mentioned, especially during the COVID um, kind of pandemic and coming out of that, um, we've seen people and communities really focus on the quality of life piece. And I think Arkansas is in a great position. You kind of have the best of both worlds. You can have a really great high paying job with a good quality company and also have that good work life balance and um, quality of life. And I feel like we throw quality of life around as a term a lot of the time without really saying, well, what does that mean? Because that kind of means different things to different people. But I think it's just the availability and the ease of access to a lot of amenities that people would want. Um, Arkansas, we have wonderful state parks. Um, We have great museums throughout the state. We have a lot of communities that are doing work to revitalize their downtown, to add bike trails, um, you know, just to name a few. And I hate to name communities because that leaves some out, but uh, every community is doing great work. But I know, especially this year, um, Clarksville, Moralton, Magnolia, Searcy County, Paragold, they've all done a lot of great work to really try to make um, their community a a place that people want to come and live and spend their time. And I think especially um, during COVID, you know, a lot of tech companies, tech workers were um, looking up, they were working remotely now, and they look up and they are in their shoebox apartment in a giant city having to fight traffic. Um, everything's very expensive. And they kind of had a moment of reflection of like, wait a minute, why Why am I doing this? I never see a tree. I never see grass. Uh, why am I doing this to myself? And I think Arkansas is in a great position. I know I've worked with companies and I know um, Jack and Jared have as well, um, you know, smaller companies and it's maybe um, an owner and, and their family. And they're like, why do I have this business here in these um, other locations when I can come to Arkansas? And so I think we've been a great beneficiary in that. And I think quality of life has been a big piece of that, um, especially for people interested in outdoor recreation um, and being outside, being in the natural state. Thanks, Olivia. Okay, listeners, don't give up on us now. Last part of the podcast is our lightning round questions. This may be the most fun. Will be some insights on you as a professional and some just keeping you on your toes, seeing how you you answer these questions. So popcorn style, I'm going to start with Jack Pillow. And your question is, what's the worst job you've ever had? And so for the sake of our industry, please don't say your current one. <laughs> no comment. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Definitely laying sod. Uh, that's by far the worst thing I've ever done. All right. Olivia, best dressed colleague in the office. Ooh, I'm going to have to say um, Corey Ingram, our new incentives manager. He always looks very dapper, has suspenders, bow tie, the whole the whole deal. Um, so I expect Jack and Jared, y'all need to start modeling your, your outfits off that. No more of these vests, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Best and boot game is strong. (laughs) Being called out. Okay, Jared, favorite movie or book? 
Ooh, uh, let me see. So I am a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. Love all of his work. If he's going to be producing a movie, I'm most likely going to be watching it on repeat. So I'd have to go with Pulp Fiction. Don't tell Christopher Crane that. I know he is our um, film guy, dubbed in the office, but I'm going to have to go with Pulp Fiction. Okay. Filmed in Arkansas? Uh, it is not. Uh, don't tell Christopher Crane again. Actually, we should we should mention it to Christopher because he should have done a better job of recruiting Pulp Fiction to be filmed within the state. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Called out. Yeah. Okay, Olivia, back to you. What is one habit that makes you better at your job? Mm. Daily habit. Or I carry a notebook everywhere I go and write everything down. I also carry water everywhere I go. Stay hydrated, friends. That's important. Very good. Jack, economic developer around the state with the best hair. Oh, oh. no. I mean, I can't say Brad Lacey, right? That's. I might have to redo this one. <laughs> <laughs> he does have good hair, though. No, I, I, think, uh, I think we have our answer there. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think this needs to be the next poll. Uh, the next yeah, weekly poll in the office. Who has the best hair? Do we keep that? Yeah, we're, we're keeping really? it. All right. We're keeping <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, Jared, if you were not in economic development, you had to do something else with your life, what would you do? So, uh, for, for listeners and those that don't know, I have a twin brother. His name's Jacob. I'm Jared. The alliteration, our parents ruined us um, in regards to that. Um, but he and I, we grew up first jobs, working in the service industry, and we even worked at a restaurant in central Arkansas that there's a, a pizza on the menu named after us. It's a Wycliffe Twin creation. Um, so I think I, I would kind of endeavor into the entrepreneurial space of owning an own restaurant, uh, bar, uh, jointly with my brother. He's an attorney, so he can work out all the legalities, and, I, and I'll just be uh, behind the scenes in the kitchen. So I, I think that would be kind of uh, if I wasn't in economic development. Okay. Back to the passion of food and beverage. Oh, yeah. It, it drives most of my conversations. And um, I know three meals a day, I try to have at least six or seven. So Okay. I think this is a good time to go on the record, too. I've, I've grown a reputation of being the snacker in the office. I just, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that, that Jared is the snacker. Now, who, who won the pizza eating competition? I, I think the, the people need to know this. I'll let him win. Handedly. How, how long have you been in the office of the agency then? What, a couple months? I couldn't just come in there and smoke the new guy. I mean, eat 17 slices of pizza. Okay, staying on topic, <laughs> Olivia, favorite restaurant in Arkansas? Oh, in Arkansas. Um, see, this is tough. Um, yes, I would have to say, well, first off, Jared and Jacob's Imaginary Restaurant. Very excited to go there. Um, but I would also have to say Tavola in Bentonville. Very good food, and it's been cool to watch them grow over the years. Okay. Very good. Jack, we've talked today about momentum and economic development and a good year in 2022. What are you most excited about for Arkansas and for AEDC and the opportunities out there in 2023? I think in general, uh, just professionally, I'm looking forward to our team, seeing what we can do, because um, for me, I didn't necessarily start a lot of these projects. Um, some of them ended up finishing, but I'm, I'm excited for uh, opportunities to work with new companies and, and see it all the way through. Um, I think I think Arkansas is in a great place uh, for success. Um, we we are extremely busy. I feel like we say that a lot anytime we're in public. So um, that's never a bad thing either. But just excited to to keep going. Jared, you knew this one was coming. Favorite food and beverage product made in Arkansas. So I mean, 
just going on record, I love all foods um, and, and all foods produced across the state. But if it is a chip and it ends in the letter O, it's up there in my top rankings for chips. So I'm going to have to go with Cheetos, produced by Frito-Lay <laughs> in Jonesboro, Arkansas, um, whether it's the, the Puffy Cheeto or the Crunchy Cheeto or the Hot Cheeto. I'm going to eat it. Okay. So if you see Cheeto dust on any of your incentive paperwork, any documentation <laughs> from Jared, you'll know why. Okay, last lightning round question. This is for all of you. This is a lightning round, so you can't really expand. Just give an answer. There's controversy in the office. The business development team at one time had a bit of a, uh, how would you call Chadwick? A um, a symbol of the BD team. Yeah, okay. Beloved mascot mascot. and friend, really. Mascot and friend uh, who is there no longer. Because Chadwick the camel has been kidnapped, and so listeners not familiar, feel free to to reach out. It's a it's, it's quite a story, and these folks can tell you about it. But lightning round answer: Who's behind the kidnapping of Chadwick? Tyler Hale. I'm gonna go with Chelsea O'Kelly. Clint, I'm looking at you. Okay. <laughs> More to come on that. Well, that's it for the Arkansas Inc. podcast today. Thank you for listening in. I've been talking with Jack Pillow, Jared Wycliffe and Olivia Womack. Guys, thanks for being a part of the show today. Yeah, thanks for having us, Clint. Thanks, Clint. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully, we'll get the invite to do do a second one at some point. More to come on that. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to the Arkansas, Inc. podcast. This is Clint O'Neill, Deputy Director of the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. You can subscribe to the Arkansas, Inc. podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and other podcast apps. For more information about AEDC, And to sign up for our monthly newsletter, visit ArkansasEDC.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in, and happy holidays.